to Hundo. <laughs> Lego. Are you ready to be the master architect of your life? Are you ready to design your business and invest the needs that create the lifestyle you've always dreamt of? Are you ready to learn from entrepreneurs and millionaires who have achieved a certain level of success? Hey, this is Derek, location-independent entrepreneur, and you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hi, I'm Gina Lofton. I am an investor, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey there, my name is Heather Havenwood, marketing coach and global entrepreneur. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey, this is Mark Asquith, the host of the 7 Minute Mentor podcast, global entrepreneur and all round geek. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. I am MC Lobsher, the cash flow ninja, and you're listening to Before the Millions podcast. You're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. But whether you're looking to invest for cash flow or build an online business that allows you to be location independent, you've come to the right place mr hollywood himself presents the before the millions podcast and now your host deray olalaye what is going on good people welcome back to a brand new installment a special installment of the before the millions podcast i am your host deray olalaye and on today's episode, first and foremost, welcome to the 200th episode of the Before the Millions podcast. I mean, wow, right? Wow. 200 episodes, 200 episodes later, it's crazy. I personally, I don't know about you, if you're a longtime listener, I personally had no idea we'd ever get to 200 episodes. Like, I mean, sure, I knew we'd get to 20 and 40 and maybe even 60, but 200 episodes? I mean, we're, what, four years in the game. And every single week we bring you high net worth individuals in the real estate game at the top of their game, doing what they do best and sharing it here with us so that we can go and emulate and have just as much, if not more, success. And we've been doing it for four freaking years. Every single day I come to work, I come to this job, I still feel like I'm just getting started. I still feel like we're just getting the ball rolling. I still feel like, man, there's just so much yet to do, so much more to achieve. We have over a quarter million downloads. And I'm just like, we're not anywhere near our goal. But yet and still, for those of you who've been here for the past year, two years, I mean, even one month, and you've been rocking with us, and you're like, man, this is just super, super dope information, actionable information. If this is a word, implementable information, and it's categorized in a way that helps you decide, hey, this is my real estate path and journey, and this is the way I'm going to go about executing. So, I mean, hey. I'm not going to do this long, drawn-out, heartfelt introduction. I'm ready to get to it. This is what we're here for, right? Here's to 200 more. 200 more. Here's to the next four years. Here's to you being so much further next year than you are today as you're listening to my voice, as you're listening to this podcast episode. Here's to you being, in 365 days, 10 times more abundant. 20 times more abundant. Is that scary? 40, 100 times more abundant than you are today. Whatever that means, whatever abundance means for you. 
Here's to the very next episode being that life-changing episode that you need. 200 episodes, man. It's crazy. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I'm happy to still be alive, to still be doing what I love, to really just be getting started. For this episode, I actually wanted to piece together a ton of really cool clips from a ton of different episodes, but we didn't have enough time to get all those pieces together. So I said, we'll save that for 250 or 300. And I actually had a special interview done that I haven't played for you guys. And I really can't wait to get to it. This interview kind of happened in happenstance. And many of you know that I've uh, ran a high level mastermind for individuals who are in the real estate space, who are looking to up level their life and their business. And actually quite a few times on the show, you guys already heard the voice of the guy that you're getting ready to hear. His name is Antonio. And what's really cool about our conversation is we're just doing a catch up conversation at the end of one of our last mastermind sessions. And and he got to talking about this investment club that he was a part of. And I was just like, wait, I mean, I knew about the club. Like he had told me about it in passing every once in a while. But the, the way he brought it up today, I was just like, man, this is really powerful stuff. And the way that you guys started this, I really want to see if we can add value to my listeners so that if anybody's out there thinking, well, they don't have you know the knowledge or they don't have the resources or you know they don't have the money or they don't or they don't necessarily want to go at it alone and do it by themselves and take all the risk. Is there a way to get started investing, even if it's just a little bit here and a little bit there? And this is for that or those individuals. This is one of those episodes that you share with 10, 15, 20 people. Because as you have already seen before you played this episode, this is all about starting an investment club with your friends. Right. Not joining some big conglomerate, not joining, you know, the Grant Cardone fund, not being under some big, large syndication, but I mean, you and your friends going at it and and truly building a foundational fund for yourself and your family, them and their families. I mean, this is something that I think could really, 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 really draw together a lot of friends who've maybe gotten distant because being a father or being a mother or more responsibility with the household or just, you know, a second job, whatever the case may be. Oftentimes, you know, there are Friends want to keep in touch. They want to have a reason to keep in touch. What better way, right? What better way than to invest in your future? What better way than to start an investment group amongst your friends and start looking for opportunities that you and your friends could pour into? And it's a no-brainer when you can't draw from this fund for a certain period of time because you guys set that rule, because you want to build generational wealth for your kids, because maybe you want to pass it on. So I love this episode because it's not, I'm not bringing on a billionaire hedge fund investor that's, that's trying to teach you how to start a fund that's going to be super complicated. I'm bringing on another individual like you and I, who's just like, man, like, what's a better use of my money? How can I and my power circle? Because I know many of us, we know that we believe that we have these power circles. Like, man, if me and my friends ever did something together, or me and my family ever did something together, I know that we could blow it out the water. So if you're wondering the ins and outs of how to really pull your money together, you and your friends and your resources and your expertise versus their expertise and all those things and go out and find opportunities where you can, let's just say, put in $10,000 and start making 10, 20, 30 percent returns. And you're going to hear Antonio's story like his him and his friends, literally his frat brothers and a few friends, they started an investment club and. And every month they put in a certain amount. You'll hear all of this on the episode. And they start investing in different things. And one of those things happened to be a photo booth. 
And these are the photo booths that you see at weddings. And you'd be surprised at how much they're making off of a photo booth investment. One person has to actually go out and, you know, put the set the photo booth up at the wedding and things of that nature. And whether or not they rotate that, they decide all of that up front. And again, it's a money making machine. While all these friends live in different cities or different states. All these friends have different responsibilities. All these friends have their own jobs. All these friends have their own career path, but they come together. They have this investment club and this this small investment club where they invested in a photo booth has created more equity for them. All the while, they're still investing in the fund. So they're still looking for opportunity. And then their second opportunity comes about, which is a real estate deal. Again, not many of them have experience in real estate. One or two people has experience as a realtor. One or two people has experience in construction. And the next thing you know, they're off. They're flipping their first deal. So if you are ready to learn and understand and implement the need to knows when it comes to starting your own investment fund, then enjoy this wide ranging conversation with myself and a good friend of mine. Hopefully I'm allowed to say his name. I don't know yet. That's kind of a running joke between me and my mastermind members, but I'm almost also kind of serious. So with that being said, I think I've already said his name. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys his first name, but I will leave his last name a mystery until he's able to himself come on the podcast and be interviewed by myself and have a full-fledged real podcast and talk about how he started as a real estate agent and where his business is today. And it's freaking phenomenal. And I'm glad that our relationship has affected him and his business in a positive way. Just a little inty-binty little piece that has helped him, again, progress through um, the journey that he's on today and what he's doing and how his business has taken off, quite frankly, in my eyes overnight. And keep in mind that this portion that you're going to hear is a 20-minute conversation inside of a two-hour-long talk. All right, so I just pulled out 20 minutes of it because you'll hear it. Originally, we're just kind of talking and I'm just kind of like getting to know what he got going on. I'm not we're not thinking this is going to be played for anybody. And then when he starts really spewing out some good stuff, I'm like, okay, well, the record button is on. Let's go ahead and get the real questions out and figure out how we can help anybody who listens to this audio recording after now build out their own investment group with their friends. So again, hopefully we'll, we'll have him on soon and um, his uh, his full name will be revealed. But for now, my guy is doing what he has to do to get where he has to go. You know what I'm saying? DeRay's Tip of the Week. Tip of the Week. So Thanksgiving is coming up and I have a lot to be thankful for. And I can imagine that you have a lot to be thankful for as well. Good, bad, small, big, there are many things that you have to be thankful for. The fact that we have made it through one of the most unprecedented times in life. I mean, just can we get another applause drop? My goodness. So one thing I've been doing as a give back, and I've been doing this since 2018. I don't know that I've ever mentioned it on the podcast, but one thing I've been doing is I've been utilizing the resources of a website called Kiva.org. 
K-I-V-A.org. Some of you have maybe heard of them. Most of you have probably never heard of these people, but what they do is really, really peculiar. And I just love their, I don't know if I can call it a nonprofit model, but um, I'm sure they make money somehow. I never really looked into that. But ultimately, what that platform allows you to do is allows you to make a loan to change a life. So with as little as I think $25, you can start lending to individuals all around the world for various reasons. And over time, that individual uses that money, whether it's for, you know, school books or agriculture, or let's just open up my profile and let's see what types of people I've been lending to. So, so I go to my dashboard, I go to my loans and I see that I see that I've lent to Alice in Rwanda for pharmacy school. I see that I've lent to Kamal in Lebanon for a vehicle. I see that I've lent to Ho in Vietnam for cereal. I see that I've lent to Rezo in Georgia, not Georgia the state, but Georgia the country for higher education, aviation education at that. I see that I've lent to John in Kenya for primary and secondary school for his kid. I see that I've lent to Mav Judah, I think I said that right, in Pakistan for a grocery store that she runs. And I don't want you to think that Mav Judah is this super rich entrepreneur that doesn't need any funding because she has a grocery store. Like, you have to think that um, we are actually seeing pictures of the storefront. Like she has this very, very like two person stand right in the middle of the street. That is her grocery store. And all of their situations, they're not able to go out and go to a federal bank and get funding and get loans. But us as individuals, right, we can go on this platform and we could be their bank. We could help them build and grow their business, buy the actual products that they need to sell, become profitable, and then pay us back. So if you're ever wondering when you when you go on vacation to an island or a third world country and, you know, the bag stand lady has so many bags for you to choose from, how she even got all that to begin with, how she started or how she was able to get the upfront money for the upfront expenses to start her business and feed her family. You can start to wonder less and actually start to take action towards actually helping to provide for these entrepreneurs. So ultimately, you're able to lend to people all around the world. And help them grow and run their business, feed their kids, send their children to school. And they're able to pay you back over time. Personally, all of the payments that I get paid back, I just lend it out to other people. So I've never actually taken money outside of my Kiva account. Um, if they said, hey, DeRay, we're not actually letting you lend this money. You have to give this money to this people. I'd still give the same money anyways. Like It's the giving portion of this entire ecosystem that really gets me. The fact that they pay it back is super cool. But again, I just take that money and I lend it to other people. So it's Kiva.org. But actually, guys, I want you guys to go through my link. I just want you guys, I just want to be able to keep a running tally 
of people who are actually going out and lending money and being of service to people all around the world that are coming through before the millions. I don't get any kickbacks. There's no compensation or anything like that, guys, obviously. Um, but I just want to, I just want to make sure that we're capturing everybody that comes through our link that that is actually affecting change out in the world. It would mean a lot to me just to have those stats, just to know that, hey, the before the man's listeners, especially in this time and this season are going out and they're donating, they're giving back. We are helping the world economy, not just ourselves. We're not just our pocketbooks. You know, many people have this preconceived notions about entrepreneurs and capitalism, but this is largely why we're here. We're here to be of service. And I found that Kiva.org is a great, great, great app that you can use to be of service. So if you want, instead of going straight to Kiva, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash Kiva, K-I-V-A. That's beforethemillions.com forward slash Kiva. And during this holiday season, let's uh, let's cherish our loved ones. Let's cherish what we have. Let's celebrate our success. Let's do the little that we can help other people around the world live a much comfortable, a much prosperous and a much better life. And that link one last time is before the millions dot com forward slash Kiva. And now your feature presentation. I got decided two years ago to just pull money together one time. Oh, we every month is one they do. Mm-hmm. How much do y'all put up? One fifty a month. And then who looks for opportunities? All of us. And we present them to the group for uh, the rule is you have to present one. It's called, we call them proposals. You have to present one proposal each uh, calendar year, and then one educational opportunity where we all can learn. So yeah, y'all just did two proposals so far. I mean, y'all just got, y'all went through with two of the proposals so far, which is the photo booth and the last investment property. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. No, yep. that's not bad, and I like that idea. Yeah, we made twenty-two thousand last year with the photo booth. That's not bad at all. So, so in total, you put in, I guess, what is that? Shit, it's uh almost eleven thousand. Almost eleven hundred. My bad. Yeah, no more than that, huh? Per per year, per year. It's twelve hundred a year, right? No, twelve hundred a year. No, eighteen hundred. You said you said it's it's one fifty. One fifty and one. Yeah, one fifty in ten months is fifteen hundred. So eighteen hundred. Yeah, eighteen hundred. So basically, almost okay. Eighteen hundred, thirty-six hundred, and then it's just for two years total. Mm -hmm. Well, two years and one month. So. you know, thirty-seven fifty. Thirty-seven fifty. But we had to do a capital injection to buy that property for cash, so that was an extra thirty-seven fifty. So I'm all in with like seven thousand five hundred. How many of y'all is it? Six. That's not bad at all. That's a that's who came up with this idea. Um. So me and another guy, we were at the gym one day and we were talking about it because I was involved in another one with my frat brothers, but it it it, it wasn't really serious. So I brought it up at the gym one day and he was like, man, me and XYZ was talking about that too. And so that's how we started talking about it and we made it happen. All right. Now I got another idea for a tip of the week. Cause this is, I never actually asked you about this before for some reason. Oh, so, we sure didn't. <laughs> we kicked two dudes out though. So, 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 all right. <laughs> I want to, I'm going to go through the what, why, and when real quick. Cause I might just use this audio. So we'll, we'll see, but. Okay. So. Two years ago, you decided to start an investment club. Yep. Why? Uh, just a way to, we were thinking long-term, like generational wealth, right? So 
it was a way that we figured we can pool our money together and be able to purchase assets, cash flows, cash flowing assets by having a bigger capital base by pooling our money together. How much did you decide to pull together and what were the stipulations? How did you how did you come across uh, possible opportunities? So every member is required to present one educational proposal throughout the calendar year, which is because we, we're in a group to teach each other. Right. We all want to learn from each other. So we all have to present on one, at least one topic throughout the year. Um, and then the second is we all have to present at least one proposal, something we can invest in throughout the year. So the, the purpose is just to, um, yeah, we, we're in this club together, but we also want to learn from each other and provide educational opportunities and leverage each other's strengths. So uh, we, meet, we meet once a month and we contribute $150 for dues each month and we just pool that money together. So how do you, so if there's, uh, if there are, so there are two opportunities being presented per month? Well, no. So it's six of us in the group now. So it's kind of, we spread it out. Um, really depends on, you know, we can, we've had that before, but it's not often because, uh, you know, if you have an opportunity, you, you let us know ahead of time before the meeting. So that way you can send out documents so we can review prior to the meeting. That way it's more efficient. But, um, it we has happened before we had two, but it's not often. And it's nothing scheduled. Like we don't schedule like say for instance, like my month is uh April, your month is no, we don't do that. It's just a matter of whenever you come across something, you send it out in the group meet, we talk about it, then we get on a call or during our monthly meeting and we discuss and vet it. What do you, what are the What are the average, like, what does an offering look like? Like, describe to me, like, maybe an offering that you brought to the group um, that, that didn't work out. But what are the, I mean, what are the price points of these offerings? So the offering that I brought to the group, we actually ended up uh, executing on. That was a wholesale deal from a, a wholesaler, a property. So it was a condo, two-bedroom, one-bed condo that needed to be rehabbed. Um, we bought it for 29800 so let's just say 30000 and we spent about 12000 fixing it up. Then we went ahead, we bought it cash, and we paid for the rehab in cash. And then we took those funds, and we went to the bank and got a loan on it. So we ended up doing the cash out refi, ended up refining um, for 56000 because it appraised at seventy one, and it gave us a loan for fifty six. So basically, you know, we spent forty two for the property. The bank gave us 56000 so we got our money back. And, you know, we're renting it out now, so... Cash flowing. But uh, that was my proposal. I presented, you know, since I'm a realtor, I presented the comps, um, gave, an, gave them an idea how much it was worth, how how much we can get for it in rent. And, you know, we voted on it. We Everything we do, we vote. So we talked how, about how, how do the votes have to go down for it to be approved? Um, it has to be two thirds majority. To vote on, you know, if we decide to approve something, just like with the photo booth. So uh, the guy who presented the photo booth opportunity, he presented us. You know, um, a SWOT analysis actually on the market. Um, he presented us. He gave us obviously the price of the photo booth, uh, how much he thought we can charge, how much revenue he thought we could generate based on you know information he was able able to gather. And the photo booth has been doing really good, man. Uh, well, obviously not right now with the pandemic, but prior to the pandemic, we don't even market. We don't do any. We don't spend any money on marketing, and we we're constantly booked. Infinity has, has it met or exceeded expectations? Oh, exceeded. I guess pay for itself. Like we spent um, 
want to say we spent about $12,000 for the booth because we wanted a high quality booth that takes really good photos. So we went, went ahead and invested $12,000 into it. And, you know, that's a lot of money. And you would think based on our monthly dues, you know, that w- we wouldn't be able to have that amount of money to buy such a thing. But for things like that, as well as the property, we do either loans, we loan the business money, or we do like a capital injection where everybody contribute a certain dollar amount, amount to get this asset. So with the photo booth, like that has paid for itself and more. So with the other opportunities that you guys are, reviewing on a weekly or on a monthly basis, what's been the bottleneck? Has it been the lack of capital to execute on all the things that you guys are getting or has it been the lack of quality uh, opportunities that are coming across y'all's table? Uh, quality opportunities because the capital is not an issue. We we all, you know, it's six of us now in the group. It used to be eight. Um, it's six of us and all of us have, you know, decent jobs where we have, you know, we're, we're, I don't want to say we set financially, but we have a nice income where, if we need to put more money in the business, we can. It's not an issue at all. So uh, it's been a lack of opportunities right now. We're looking to acquire more real estate, but we just haven't been able to find a good deal that made sense financially. Got it. Got it. Got it. So one last question. If, if like, if you were to give like the, like the nuts and bolts, what anybody would need to do to start an investment club like this and kind of follow you guys' pattern, what are like the, the general things somebody should know just kind of getting started? Like, here, do these three things or do, do these four things. And this is, this is, you know, how, how you can move forward with this business. So our group, what I would say is, first of all, you have to get everything in writing. So we have an operating agreement and we stick to the operating agreement. At least we try to the most, you know, the, the best extent as possible. Um, in that operating agreement, we have basically everything you can think of in there, like every little situation. If you were to leave before a certain date, you only get X amount percentage of your money back. Like we have, we thought about all that kind of stuff. Every type of vote, voting scenario, we have that listed in operating agreement. Um, you know, you just want to get everything in writing because, yeah, things can happen, you know. So you want to make sure you have everything documented. So that way you can always go back to this document and say, look, this is what we said we're going to do. Let's follow it. Even And I didn't mention this, but like we had a, an agreement where everybody in the group, had to have a certain credit score. And the reason being is because we knew, you know, one day in the near future, when we start, you know, going to get these bank loans, we didn't want anybody holding us back. So everybody, and I don't even think it was high. I want to say it was like 660. Everybody in the group had to have at least a 660 and everybody in the group had to have a will. Cause we're thinking long-term, like we don't plan for this group to go anywhere anytime soon. Like I plan on passing on my heirs, passing on my uh, percentage to my, my son. So we're thinking like real long term. So we have all of that defined in the operating agreement. But I would say if, you, if you're thinking about starting one, uh, get together with a group of people that you really like and trust because you're going to be, you know, you're discussing money. You're talking about money. That's some serious stuff. So you want to make sure you, you, you're dealing with people that you you really like and like to be around. And then you want to make sure you get everything documented. Think through every type of scenario and, you know, how you're going to handle it and put it on paper. I love that. I love that. So, so operating agreement is, of course, it sounds like that's the number one thing that you've got to make sure that you get done. Um, any other rules, regulations, anything that you think would be would be super important as somebody start um, start down this process? Yeah, uh, you know, you want to operate some type of legal entity. In our case, we're an LLC, um, so everything is like we try to keep everything business related through that LLC. Like we don't mix business with personal. Obviously, everybody should be doing that, but 
Like we strictly keep it business. That LLC is like we have a line of credit through the LLC. Um, obviously, we have our own bank account and everything. That property we own is through the LLC. Like we have everything. Like there's nothing personal. Like everything is, is strictly through the business. And you know when we file our taxes, everybody gets a K one. Uh, so that they can claim it on their individual tax returns. We just try to keep everything separate, like a separate, total separate entity. And we agreed that for the first three years that we would not touch any of the uh, the money, like any of the profits is going to go back in the company. We won't take distributions until after year three. And we have offices and everything. And so why uh, why did you have to kick two members out? I knew you was going to ask that. <laughs> so remember what I was saying Um like we're in the group to provide value to each other. So we don't, uh, we're not here to, you know, if you're just going to be passive and provide your money and not really contribute, we don't want you in the group. We don't, we're not here for your money. So in, in that case, like we just felt that everybody wasn't holding their weight, their individual weight. So we have to, you know, do what we have to do. So, I mean, remember I told you everybody has to present a proposal and then everybody has to present some type of educational opportunity and we really stick to it. So, that was the issue. It wasn't holding their weight. Got you. Got you. And is there, there's, there's just a certain way that you guys go about that process? Like you guys meet without those two people? Like how did that work? Um, so uh, one of the guys in the group is closer to them than others. So we just talked to them and they, I mean, it was, it was a mutual understanding. It wasn't, and then they had a lot going on. Both of those guys had a lot going on in the individual lives anyway. So they felt like, you know, they understood that they wasn't holding the weight of the group you know so it was it was mutual um what how do you guys communicate is there a communication channel like slack uh, we use group me group me and email gotcha. gotcha. lately you know we meet once a month every third tuesday but now uh the last couple of months have been zoom because of the, you know pandemic stuff yeah with the with the rehab um how did you guys decide on who did what how did you divvy up tasks so to be honest it was our first time as a group so we did a lot of stuff ourselves just to learn. It was kind of cool, but it got tiring after a while. It took a long time for something so simple. <laughs> um, we just we just kind of learned as we went, to be honest with you. Like we ripped up all the tile, redid the floors ourselves. We didn't know what we were doing, but we figured it out. Um, we redid the kitchen cabinets. One of the groups, the, the guys in the group, he does uh, cabinetry work on the side. So he redid the, the kitchen cabinets. He did most of the work himself too. He didn't even use utilize us. He went there after hours and did it himself. Um, let's see. We obviously we did the paint stuff like that, but yeah, it was just you know a team effort, man. We just made it work. That's awesome. It was like redoing, uh, like taking the tubs around out and putting in a new toilet, that kind of stuff, and the granite. We uh, outsourced that. Got you, got you. And you have a so as I mean, there's a lot of moving parts in this project, and mm-hmm. I assume just throughout, you know, just the general month, anyways. Do you just, you guys have a treasurer that handles all the finances? I'm actually the treasurer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we well, we had a budget for this project though, so we tracked everything. But uh, yeah, I'm the treasurer. <laughs> what what is what are your what does your job consist of? Like, what do you mainly have to keep well, up? I, with the I collect the dues. I uh, I pay the HOA fees for that property. Um, I do the bookkeeping. So using that, we use Wave. Actually, we started using it because your recommendation actually. But uh, yeah, we use Wave for our bookkeeping. So I just make sure I categorize everything and I present the reports every month to the group, the profit and loss and the balance sheet, um, things like that. But 
Yeah, we had a, a budget for that property and we, we stayed on budget. I think actually we might have went over a little bit, but we didn't. It's our first property. We we didn't really know what we were doing. But I mean, I would say it was still a good deal. We were all in for 42 and got, a you know, 56 back. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful deal. Um, yeah. What are some of the other positions? Uh, we have president, vice president, treasurer. And quickly run through the president and vice president side. Uh, what are their job descriptions? Um, So... President is over all the meetings, uh, presents the, the agenda for the meetings, um, signs on the documents for us, like for the loan, for instance, you know, president signed on that. Um, let's see, vice president, just, just a supporting role in the event the, the president isn't there. And uh, vice president's job is to lead up the, the different educational opportunities, like uh, soliciting different people to come speak to us. We've had outside speakers come too. Uh, just to provide value, like a couple family members that were in different industries that we wanted to learn about, come in and talk to us. We had an accountant come one time and talk about talk about that. We had an, someone come from um, it's called Eight A. It's some kind of contracts that you get from the federal government. Because we had a guy, we have a guy in the group that's a licensed contractor, so we were um, considering. Well, he just became licensed. We we're considering using his contractor's license to see about getting some government bids. So we we just like we really keep it open as far as what we are looking to invest in. We're just trying to, you know, basically keep our money working for us and keep it moving. Is it a closed group or is it an open group? And how did you guys come to that conclusion? So it's a closed group, actually, um, initially. So it was uh, what it was. I forgot the amount of initial members. I want to say it was five of us initially because we started out with. Uh, yeah, we started out with five and everybody could invite two people. And then one of the initial five members, he left before we officially became a group. So it ended up being four. And we invited, a like some people invited people, some people did not. So it started with four, then it went to eight. But we had like a set date where if you didn't add anybody by this cutoff date, then nobody else could come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the six of us for good. We're not going anywhere else. That makes sense. Man, yeah. that's, that's dope. I love that, man. So that's yeah. how you... That's how you that's how you start and run an investment group, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and I like it because like we're pretty cool, you know what I mean? Over the like, let's see, one, two, three of the guys in the group I didn't really know as well, you know, going into this, but now I feel like I know them real well. Like real well. It's six of us and like we we talk I ain't gonna say every day, but we talk often, you know what I mean? It's dealing with money, so you know, <laughs> we have those conversations. It's good, man. I I enjoy it to be honest with you. I'm looking forward to what's in store, like what, what we can build out of this. Cause we're going to talk about this for years. Like we, we were found, founded in 2018. I can't wait to, I could pass it off to my son. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's beautiful, man. That, that is awesome. And uh, hopefully um, we can get a lot more people to kind of think about the fact that, I mean, a fund is not this big fancy, like conglomerate, like you gotta, you know, get millions and millions inside of it before you even, I mean, it's, you, you can, you can start where you are. You can start with what you got going on and you can build and grow from there. And this is fostering great relationships. This is, um, this is, this is growing your investment portfolio with friends, with people, um, and also extending your network, right? Because you may not come across opportunities that other people come across and they might have, not have the capital to take down those opportunities that collectively as a group you guys can take down. I think it's a beautiful process, man. And again, it, it just shows that you can do this at any scale. You said that you guys put up $150 a month. Yeah, we do 150 a month, but the, I forgot to mention when we first started, everybody was uh, responsible for contributing 450. Mm. So it was 450 initially, then 150 a month. 
That's awesome. That is awesome. That's a beautiful process, Antonio. I appreciate you for sharing that. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, man. Hey, Infinity Photo Boots. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> we do more marketing. We don't do any, man. And we get booked from word of mouth. I could imagine. Antonio, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I've never asked you that question. Like, I've never really delved deep into your investment club. I and mean, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, appreciate it. We're looking for more properties, too. I like those. Now, we hire a, a property manager. So we're not even managing the property. The, rental, the one rental we do have. Hope you enjoyed the fire episode that you just heard with Mr. Antonio. And hopefully you're motivated and you've taken notes on how you can start your own investment club. And I just wanted to end out with this since we don't have a lifestyle design acceleration hacks segment for this particular show. Um, hit up Antonio right before this episode dropped. And I was like, yo, man, give us an update. What's been going on with the photo booth? What's been going on with that single investment? And have a short one-minute clip on Antonio's updated response. Ready to play now. You are listening to The Before the Millions. Before the Millions podcast. Yo, DeRay, just wanted to provide you an update, man. I was just thinking back to that conversation we initially had. Man, I was so tired. I could tell. I remember that vividly. I was struggling to talk to you that night. I was sleepy. But uh, anyway, just wanted to give you a quick update on the group. So we actually sold the photo booth uh, during the pandemic. It was just way too much work. We were tired of you know having to be present to actively work the booth, as well as you know managing the bookings and stuff. It was just too much. So we ended up selling the the booth to a photographer who does this, you know, uh, for a living. So she wanted to add that photo booth feature to her photography business. And she seems to be doing well with it. Um, As far as us, though, we sold that booth and we purchased more properties. So now we have a total of five properties, one of them being a triplex. You already know about the condo, two single families, and a mobile home. So business is doing well, man. Some of them we manage ourselves. Some of them we have outsourced to a property manager. So things are looking good for the group. Uh, we just continue to learn, continue to teach each other, and continue to build this this uh, passive income, you know, this assets. Build these assets, get that cash flow coming in so we can reinvest it.